0: You're listening to United Q podcast. We are brought to you by Pro Q, Kamado Joe, ThermoPen and Smoke with Shack. ProQ's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow and gravity-fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Komando Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. When smoking, roasting or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermopen instant read thermometers. Take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the superfast Thermapen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent.
1: This week's show we have got Genevieve Taylor hi Genevieve how are you
2: I'm good hello hi
1: thanks for um coming on the show again it's great to have you back on the show
2: oh
1: it's a pleasure it's um it's been quite a while actually it's probably like over a year ago since we last spoke to you <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a good year maybe even a tiny bit more
1: I know it's crazy because we do this every week so we're just like all oh, right it doesn't seem that long ago that we chatted to you well, um we well, we did it we celebrated our 100th episode which seemed like the other day but we're already on like 130 or something now so we're uh, we're already ploughing through
2: yeah yeah
1: um I've rounded there a bit I don't think we're quite on 130 but it's close <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have the police on checking up on us um <laughs> So for people who didn't listen to the first episode of you but if you didn't go back and listen to it because it's a great episode but for people who didn't can you just give us a quick intro about who you are?
2: Yeah of course yeah I'm a food food writer and food stylist but my sort of my speciality is cooking outside um, with fire that's what I love doing.
1: Yeah and you've done you've done so much of kind of different tv shows and you've got lots of books already published and stuff what lots
2: is, of different, yeah I do lots of different stuff so little bits of tv here and there um oh I've done kind of eight eight or nine books now and um yeah always always busy
1: definitely and so and you've got a kind of variety you've got some like one of your books was how to eat outside which obviously is all about kind of campfire cooking and eating outside <laughs>
2: Yeah, that one covers um, kind of camping and kind of cooking on the beach and, you know, bonfire night and all those sort of fire things that we remember when we were kids. And also a little bit about cooking up mountains on a sort of trusty trangier cooker, because I love those, getting out yeah. into the house. Yeah. But my latest book, which came out a couple of weeks ago, is on um, wood-fired ovens, so kind of, you know, those big, beautiful pizza ovens that you that you have.
1: Mm. So yeah, so we're, let's we're, we'll talk. Uh, let's talk about that. But just before we move on, yeah. the la- I just wanted to quickly name drop the kind of the last book with the Master Chef Street Food one because it's uh, such an awesome book. I, I love it. I've we use it all the time in our house. Do
2: you? Oh, that's really really good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to get feedback because you quite often don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny, isn't it? You put all yeah. the effort into like hundreds of recipes, and then that's it. You don't hear about it again. <laughs>
2: but I think actually it was when that book was published that's when um that's when we spoke last on the po- podcast so that was March 2017 I don't know yeah. my memory's crazy now but yeah that
1: yeah. Dates- it's become it's my my go-to book for waffles now I, uh-huh. it's the waffle recipe is my my waffle <laughs> recipe that's what I use every and to be honest it's a bit bad but every Sunday for about the last six weeks I think we've had waffles so your book's been out in my kitchen every week I haven't memorized it yet but I'm getting close this time I actually got it out and I was like not sure if I need the book anymore I think I've done it enough <laughs> times now
2: yeah that's my daughter's favorite she she sort of takes over the waffles now in this house
1: our only adjustment to the recipe is that because my wife's gluten-free we do it with gluten-free flour so that's ah, and does
2: that works yeah does that it work works works properly?
1: perfectly yeah I've I've been experimenting with different gluten free flours to see what works mm-hmm. best, but it seems to work best with a well. You can either gluten free self raising, seems yeah. to give better results than the gluten free plain, which uh, okay. uh, which I don't, I'm not really sure. Haven't sent why, but maybe you know more. But when I use the, I use plain flour when I'm not doing them gluten free because <laughs> that's what's in your recipe. But when I do a gluten free plain, just doesn't get as good a. Much like it's good, they're you not know, as light and fluffy, so I tend to use the uh, self-raising gluten-free, and it works well. With that. Extra
2: boost, maybe.
1: Yeah, I for- forgot to put eggs in it the other day, and it still worked as well. <laughs> That's yeah.
2: interesting. You would have thought it would have just collapsed.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> they
2: held together somehow.
1: Yeah, I just got to the end, and we were starting to eat them, and I, I saw on the side I just had three eggs sat on the side, and I was like, ah, oh, forgot to put those in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's this is how new recipes are made because yeah. you kind of make mistakes and experiment and stuff works or it doesn't work
0: yeah. that's all ben does is make mistakes so <laughs> <laughs> he's on some good recipes
1: yeah. i'm a genius yeah. i'll publish that now it's my new recipe it's Genevieve's <laughs> minus eggs
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. oh. are,
1: it is so good though we're we're obsessed with waffles in our house it, since we went to florida a yeah. couple summers back we were just all eating waffles for breakfast every day and we came back we we're like get a cast iron waffle iron and let's have waffles all the time now
2: <laughs> you've got those ones that you just put on the hob because that's what i use
1: yeah it's like a cast iron one which I, I use it on the barbecue even outside we just stick it straight straight on the coal
2: yeah i know they're really really good and sort of much cheaper than the kind of foldy up kind of sandwich maker type ones
1: yeah yeah, it is really good, actually. I ended up getting it too hot the other day. I Quite often I just put it straight onto the coals, but yeah. I got it so hot the other day that it was cooking the waffle in like about three or four seconds or it? So. Yeah, I think that might be a bit too hot now. <laughs> I
0: also love stuffing like, uh, chucking some like uh, mac and cheese in there and making like mac and cheese waffles to get like super crispy, uh, like crunchy cheese uh In, a, wa-
2: in a waffle maker? Yes. That's genius. I'm going to try that.
0: Uh, well, I can't claim it. it's from uh, DJ Barbecue, but it was it's epic. I think his son even came up with the idea. Yeah. He was like, let's just chuck anything in a waffle maker and it. see if it makes it better. And I think the mac and cheese is definitely even better.
2: Oh, that sounds really good.
0: All <clears throat> right, let's stop waffling on about waffles let's
2: and let's... <laughs> <on>. Uh,
1: yeah, there are other recipes in there that's just my favorite <laughs> it's
2: just like one recipe in a book with 120 <laughs> recipes right. but i'm glad you like it
1: that's, that's page one done right the next recipe is <laughs> <laughs> right so let's let's listen about your new book then so wood-fired oven They, they they're really like kicking off in the last couple of years like Everyone wants to build their own pizza oven or they've got themselves like an uni pizza oven or there's so many available now. So what's the kind of thinking behind the wood fired? oven
2: I mean, for me, I I wanted to build one of these ovens for years in my garden and we finally kind of got round to it last summer. Um, I tried to find a builder who would help me build it, but in building terms, these things are, you know, it's like a titchy, witchy job that nobody wanted to tackle, so we did it ourselves, and... um it turned out to be one of the most <laughs> exhausting things I've ever done. And we did a um, we filmed the whole thing in kind of time-lapse over weeks and weeks. Um, and that, that film is on my YouTube channel, so if anybody's interested, they can kind of find that. It's Genevieve Eats TV. Um, so we built this oven, and it was really tough, you know, breeze blocks. And I learned how to bricklay, and I learned how to render, and we did it all in the kind of heat of the summer sun. And uh, halfway through the build process, I sort of, Contacted my publisher and said look what about a wood-fired oven book because this is what I want to do next it's my new kind of thing my new toy and uh, expecting them to spend six months you know faffing about going yeah we like it but send us some more detail and they came back straight away and said yeah we want it we want to publish it we want to publish it straight away can you can you deliver the book in September and this is June or July I think um and I kind of said no, because we haven't <laughs> built the oven yet. Yeah. Uh, so that really kind of turned the screw on the sort of pressure. And uh, and we had to finish building the oven really quickly. And then I, I wrote the book in about eight weeks, I think, which is uh, was exhausting. You know, basically, if it didn't come out of the wood-fired oven, we didn't eat it for eight weeks. Yeah, kind yeah. Of a lot of, of wood-fired oven
0: cooking, cooking eating.
2: Coming yeah. out, the whole thing you know the oven was literally alight for 8 weeks um and that's you know that's And now the book came out last week and it's called the ultimate wood fried oven cookbook and i'm yeah i'm really totally chuffed with it because it kind of started from you know me kind of learning all these new building skills that i've never done before and 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 then and then you get the book at the end of it and I did. I, I worked with a photographer, and we did all the sort of styling, and did the whole thing. You know, the whole package, and and I love it. It's it's my new sort of favourite way to cook.
1: Awesome. So, so does the book talk about actual your actual process of building the oven, or is it purely just? we're going on to the next stage now
2: yeah i mean the book is very much a recipe book because that's what the publishers want um Mm -hmm. as i said we did the film that's on my youtube channel so there is that detail that people can see um but again the film is literally it's how we did it it's not it's not like the ultimate guide to building a wood-fired oven but it's it's how we did it and our you know the oven is brilliant it's the main thing if you're building a wood fired oven yourself is to make sure that the insulation is really kind of top dollar because you you want to insulate that oven underneath and all over the dome so it's kind of got you know three sixty insulation all around it and I can I can light a fire in my oven you know one good good fire with maybe um, you know a little a stack of logs and I know that that oven will provide me heat for cooking for twenty four hours. And it's just um, it's just learning how to use that kind of dying curve of the heat. So you start with pizzas, which are kind of you know four hundred degrees Celsius or so, and then and then over time that that um, that energy drops, and you know by the following morning I can be making a meringue for a pavlova in there, and and it's just about for me it was about some. Um, you know lighting a fire in the oven and then and then feeling really um like in control of that heat and you know in in our houses we turn the you know you turn the oven on and off willy-nilly and the hob and you don't think about the energy that kind of goes into creating that but when you've lit the fire yourself you want to maximize getting the energy back from it so that that was kind of the idea of the book really that it's all about the falling temperature so that so the book's divided into kind of chapters along those lines so it starts with pizzas and then there's kind of roasting and grilling and then there's kind of baking and bread and cakes and puddings and so on and then the last chapter is all about kind of low and slow overnight stuff
1: awesome yeah so that's what I was going to get on to you next it's going to be kind of everyone I think when everyone thinks of wood-fired oven they just immediately think pizza don't they so so yeah. so, what's the so what's next? Once you've like mastered the pizza, what what do you recommend as people moved on to next?
2: Yeah, I mean, like kind of ninety nine percent of you know everybody. I I wanted this oven so I could make amazing pizzas, and it does make the best pizzas I've ever tasted. Um, but you know, like I said, then you create this. You have to think of the oven as you're making a battery of energy. So you light the fire and the oven absorbs all of that heat and energy. And then it just sort of gives it out slowly over 24 hours. So, you know, next from pizzas, the kind of next thing down would be um, kind of roasting and grilling and sort of hot, you know, hot cooking. So maybe kind of flash cooking some beautiful mackerel or um, some prawns. There's a recipe in the book for kind of smoked smoked grilled prawns um you can drag the embers forward using a kind of pizza peel drag the embers forward and then lay a grill over the top to effectively create a barbecue and you can do kind of steak and you know whatever on it on a sort of barbecue and and you can roast kind of joints of meat um vegetables it does amazing things to vegetables you know sort of really ramps up the flavor of Different veg, carrots, cauliflower, you know, it really kind of adds a lovely kind of wood, wood wood-fired bit to it, which is um which is great. And then once you've done that sort of hot cooking and the fire's died out, so when there's no live flame anymore, that's when you can shut the door on your oven and start baking kind of amazing wood-fired bread, or um, you know, I did a kind of cream tea in the oven, which was great. With kind of wood-raced raspberry jam and and scones, um, so that was pretty fun. You can do rice pudding. You know, it's just about kind of thinking anything you can do in your oven outside, um inside you can do in the oven outside.
0: And Other techniques and ways to like to so say, if you didn't want, I know, like. In, in an ideal world, this, this is this is what we're doing. But what if you just wanted to bake bread? So, so what? What would you? Is there ways of uh, without having to build like a huge fire? get away up to temperature, let the fire go out and come down a bit. Are, are there ways in which you could you can get to that stage, you can jump to that stage? or, or Yeah, is it, is it?
2: I mean, there, there kind of is. I mean, for baking bread, it's always better to get the oven properly up to temperature. Um, yeah. Because, like I say, the then the walls and the base of the oven absorb that heat and it's that kind of radiated heat from the kind of bulk of the oven that you're looking for. So if you haven't, Allowed the fire to build up enough to make that heat, it's going to be quite a patchy heat. And with bread, you want a really even all over heat Mm -hmm. to kind of get the best rise, to get the best kind of oven spring of your loaf. But with something like, um, you know, if you just want to sort of flash roast some fish or, 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 or some, you know, something quick like that, vegetables, no, for certain, you don't need to build up a kind of massive fire that gets to 400 but you know when you've when you've had a bit of practice it's it's really straightforward to get the fire up to that temperature i mean i've got this way of lighting fire that i'm completely evangelical about now and i tell it to everybody who'll listen and i do a sort of um a top-down fire i, I wrote about it in the book but you you may you know you know jenga the game jenga with the wooden blocks yeah. Yeah, So you make a stack of logs like a kind of Jenga stack so you start with a layer of the biggest, so maybe three across big ones at the bottom and then crossways you do three kind of slightly smaller ones and then on top of that three slightly smaller ones again, then you a little bundle of kindling and then one of those natural fire lighters that's just kind of wood shavings and wax. Mm-hmm. And yeah, You light the fire lighter on the top um, and then that kind of sets light and that creates a few embers and sparks that drop down and light the kindling that then lights that then creates the kind of embers that drop down and lights light the next layer so it's the most hands-off way I've ever found of lighting a fire you know it's kind of one match on the top and then you can walk away for an hour and the fire just does its thing and it's really great. Mm
1: it's almost like the opposite to probably how most people would like their fire because most people usually start with a lighter at the bottom with a bit of kindling and build it up onto the top of it And that's,
2: you know? You know, that's really lovely and it's obviously the tried and tested method yeah. and that's how <laughs> we talk to light fires at cubs or you know wherever we learn to light fires um but it's quite high maintenance because you have to be there and you have to add the next layer of sticks and you have to you know go up and up and up whereas if you flick it around and do it the top down way you can walk away from that fire and you know it will just be happy for an hour heating up your oven and getting everything up to temperature whilst you're kind of prepping your you know prepping your pizza dough or or kind of chopping your veg or you know getting the rest of your meal together
1: yeah definitely you have to give that a go
2: yeah you must give it a go I've had people contact me since the book was published saying I've been struggling with my wood fired oven and you know I've tried this this kind of top down fire and now it's all kind of coming together so yeah I'm, I'm I love it
1: so when it comes to like a wood fired oven obviously you've got your awesome one that you've built yourself yeah. and we can watch that what yeah do you think what do you think of like the kind of more portable versions of the wood fired ovens have you used many of those
2: yeah, I mean, I've got an uni pro, which I've been playing around with. Um, and I'm going to be doing a demo at QFest on that because it's a kind of portable thing. The thing of my big wood avenue is obviously it's here to stay. It's going to still be here in 100 years. It's built so well. But um, but the, um, the uni pros are great and they they heat up really quickly. You can, you know, they're not massive. The internal cooking temperature is not massive. So you have to think a little bit about, what you want to achieve in any one kind of sitting. Um and you need to so so they'll cook one pizza at a time or they'll cook, you know, one tray of something, kind of veg or, or whatever. Um, I I don't think they're brilliant at doing the kind of stuff that needs a more controlled, even heat, like baking a lovely loaf of sourdough. I think, I think they would struggle a bit with that because they don't they don't have amazing insulation all round. so you don't kind of create like i said before that battery of energy to you know then radiate out and cook your bread and they and they again they're not that good for doing kind of low and slow kind of overnight or something or roasts are going to take a few hours because you'd have to keep topping up the fuel kind of really frequently you know if you're making a if you're doing a pizza you can cook a pizza in one of them in a couple of minutes but then you need to add a bit more fuel to cook your next pizza because the kind of where the fuel goes in is quite small so they're they're absolutely brilliant and 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 i think you know if you've got if you've not got enough space to put a big oven or you live somewhere and you think you're not going to be there for a long time and you don't want to invest in building a big oven i think they're brilliant
1: yeah yeah I think like you said it's more about it's maintaining that constant heat when you've got to keep fueling it but yeah I think I think that well they they did I think did not they make a gas attachment for it but then you do yeah. lose your kind of wood fired effect that you're trying to gain yeah, from
2: yeah. it. Yeah well, I was talking to the um to the guys at uni the other day and they told me something that they do that I hadn't even thought of they've sent me a gas attachment but to be honest I haven't used it yet because I'm kind of quite happy sticking bits of wood in and that yeah them happy but they said what they often do if they want to do a kind of longer cook um, and they want to kind of guarantee that level of heat is you use the gas and fit it up to a gas bottle with the, with the snozzle but then you put a, a quite a chunky log in front of the burner so the gas lights the logs so you still get that kind of wood element but the gas is behind it to kind of keep the heat going for yeah. longer. So that, that that seemed like quite a genius idea, actually, and I thought,
0: I must try that. That's yeah, it. I've also seen someone using it as like a, a deflector as well, it almost acts as like a, a shield. So, mm-hmm. so you don't get like the, uh, <clears throat> sometimes in a really hot oven, especially with the flake where a bit too much flame, you, you get these sort of uh, the burnt edges on your pizza, whereas... With the log in front, I think so. Well, there's some metal deflectors and stuff that people use, yeah. but with the log in front, it sort of acts as a deflector. Just give it a little bit of shielding, so you're cooking more from the from like yeah. the, uh, the circling heat rather than the actual flame, which is which is yeah. really important. Well, yeah
2: i think so you know because if you've got a very one directional flame it's and these things cook really fast and really hot it's very easy to kind of burn one side um i tell you what i found the hardest thing to master in this whole um wood-fired oven process is that that certain flick of the wrist that you need to spin your pizza you know <laughs> it's in the oven you've just got to. Flick it round so it turns a kind of quarter turn, and you have to keep doing that, and that's that's really difficult.
1: Yeah, I remember me and you doing that quite a bit, Dan. I mean, when we were doing with the unis when we first got one, we were kind of yeah. bringing it out, giving it like flick around, then slide it back in. Yeah,
2: because if you um if you watch the kind of pizza masters, they don't take it out of the oven; they just do it literally in the fire. Yeah, um, and and I, you know, I. I find that quite a difficult motion to do, so I quite often will pull mine out and turn it in a slightly slower, more considered way, so I don't, you know, end up spinning the thing in the
0: flyer. Yeah, the are like yeah. Jedi to do with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that you said, I guess, from the beginning with this is the thing that really interests me the most is the the fact that you are doing this really hot cooking then you're going into the kind of roasting and then it's as it's cooling and you're making use of that because I feel like that every time I have like a barbecue of like any sort I hate the fact that when I get to the like end of cooking that it's still hot and I'm like what can I do with this extra energy and I I love this kind of this ethos of the book where it means well make the use of it all the way through (laughs)
2: well I think it kind of comes from a bit of you know certain amount of thriftiness and because you've made the fire you know what's gone into that fire don't you whereas if you just turn your oven on you don't give a care do you You don't sit and look at your gas meter ticking up you know it doesn't it sort of doesn't matter so you know by cooking was real fire be that charcoal or wood or whatever it it just brings your awareness back to the kind of source of the energy and it just makes you a bit more conscious about making the most of it
1: definitely so how, how long can you cook realistically before you end up with like too much ash and stuff building up inside like how do you how do you combat that kind of feature
2: no, so, I mean it's not a it's not a massive problem I mean the main thing with these ovens is that you really must burn super dry wood so kind of kiln dried wood with a really low kind of moisture content and then and then you get you get very little ash um to be honest I mean you know I I should probably say you should take the ash out every time you light it but sometimes I don't and I you know it's not like a massive problem it just burns down to nothing because if you burn really dry timber it's a very efficient way of burning and um and you should you should always burn that because then from a sort of environmental point of view the kind of emissions that are very low and and that you know that's important especially if you live in a city like I do you know my oven is kind of all deferent approved so it's you know this the kind of smoke emissions from it are very very low and I think I think we've all, all got a responsibility to sort of you know take that into account these days
0: and I think that's one of the great things that that, that because wood-fired cooking has has sort of taken center stage as it has that there are so many different supplies that are now available that you can get yeah. sort of a, a great kiln dried wood and you can get even the pizza ovens we talked about building pizza ovens but if, if that isn't your thing then <clears throat> now there's so many pizza ovens on the market and you've got like you said your portable ones or your mm-hmm. your ones if you don't really have the space you can have something mm-hmm. up the uni mm-hmm. or the uh, Rocket box and there's other different ones but like Again, there's so many companies offering great builds and and fantastic sort of uh, uh, pre-made ones as well. So I mean, it's it's a great time to to sort of venture into wood fired cooking.
2: No, it really is. It's um you know fires, in kind of cooking terms, fires getting kind of hotter and hotter. You know, becoming much more. You know, everybody's more aware of it and they want to do it. And I think it's a um. Personally, I think it's a direct kind of backlash to kind of all this sort of super technological cooking that happened, you know, in fairly recent years, kind of sous vide and all that kind of gizmo stuff. And I think people are now, professional chefs particularly, are now wanting to go back to the kind of analogue cooking of just lighting a fire and cooking something on it. And I I, I think that's catching on in a sort of domestic sense as well, at least I hope it is
1: definitely like the the flavor just comes through it's a flavor you just can't achieve any other way isn't it yeah Yeah. no exactly right you said you're going to be at QFest this weekend so that's going to be awesome
2: yeah and it's going to be really nice to meet lots of lots of people that i've been chatting to over social media and you know just sort of make some new pals
1: perfect well we look look forward to seeing your demo there Um, and the book's out now so people can go online and get the ultimate wood-fired oven cookbook it's available on amazon
2: yeah and all over
1: yeah and any good bookstore
2: (laughs) any good bookstore and probably a few bookstores that aren't so good as well but you know but yeah it's it's out there (laughs) yeah it'd be be great if people and if people get it you know reach out find me on social media it's Genevieve Eats and tell me what you think
1: perfect Well, thanks for giving up some of your time to come on and chat to us about the new book. It's been really great to see you and we'll see you at QFest this weekend. See you then. Cool. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: You're
0: listening to United Q Podcast. We are brought to you by Pro-Q, Kamado Joe, Thermopen, and Smokewood Shack. Pro-Q's extensive range of bullet smokers, reverse flow and gravity fed smokers will suit all, from the home enthusiast to the big volume caterer. Kamado Joe, the king of ceramics, is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Thermopen instant-read thermometers take the guesswork out of barbecuing with the super-fast Thermopen. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the spooky goodness, you provide the talent.